1: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Makers, together and loving it. TNC's apply. Yablin! Four goals to Ablett. Oh, just a way to go. You'll be okay. Justin Madden's got the sit. One hand. Oh. Oh, talk about a he-man. Dream rises to the top. He is an absolute legend of the game. This is your Football Life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives. Oh, Matthew, those highlights bringing back all the great memories. And today's guest certainly brings memories flooding back because he is and was a star. And in the VFL and AFL, thousands of men have played the game at this the highest level. Some play and move on. Others like our man today have more of an impact. They make a lasting impression that will indelibly be recorded in the history of the game forever. And such is the case with today's guest of 328 VFL games for Footscray and for Sydney between 1969 and 1985. He is, he's not a former Brownlow medalist, because once you're a Brownlow medalist, you are a Brownlow medalist. He is the 1981 Brownlow medalist. He was the inaugural captain of the Sydney Swans, and is in the original Sydney Hall of Fame induction in 2009. I speak of Barry Round, and Barry, welcome to This Is Your Footy Life.
0: Hey, g'day Rex, nice to be
1: here. Well uh, we're going to celebrate what has been a great uh, time for you, particularly coming from Gippsland to Footscray in the early years and then being part of that initial move to Sydney. But I'm sure that uh, although you may have a different uh, uh, slant on the footy and follow a bit of the Gold Coast, I'm sure you'll be taking notice of just how the Bulldogs are going at the moment under Luke Beveridge.
0: Yeah, they're playing great, aren't they? And uh, what a game it was against Hawthorne uh, last week. And uh, a bit very stiff in the finish. And uh, poor old Robbie Murphy, Bobby Murphy, to see him go down was a bit of a tragedy. But I'm sure that... uh you know, there'll be another, uh, as Clark uh, says from Hawthorne, uh, one soldier out, another soldier comes in, and uh, he'll be sorely missed. But um, yeah. yeah, the doggies are, uh, I think, everyone's second favourite team at the moment. They're playing some great footing.
1: They are. Barry, you may or may not know uh, the stat, and it's damning of what you said. A soldier comes in and a soldier comes out, and it's that blatant because. I think we're pushing very quickly towards 13,000 men at the highest level that played at least one league game, but the average is still in the low 40s. So just because you make it doesn't mean you're going to be there for an entire footy life.
0: Yeah, and, uh, it's, you know, <laughs> we look back on our careers and, uh, you know, we probably had a bit of luck. But I think luck plays a big part. That, that injury to Murphy, he would have done that a 1,000 mm. times. And just to land like that once and it goes. And uh, you see some poor devils are... Uh, you know, had two and three new reconstructions, and you wonder how the you know mentally strong they've got to be to keep coming back. And yeah. I must admit, I, I I look back on my career and realise how lucky I was to uh, to play so many games and run really really cheap, you know just keep keep going.
1: Barry Rounders joined us this morning, folks, right around the nation. And uh, well, you came from the rich farming and uh, and milking area of Gippsland, but also a rich ground for Gippsland, and particularly in your days when you were a kid playing footy down there, Grave Zone and uh, some household names came along with you.
0: Yeah, there was a, a good breeding ground, Rex, and, um, yeah, my family wasn't rich. That's the only part that we missed out on there. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I had a mate, Alan Noonan, who barracked for the Bulldogs, and he went to Essendon, and I was an Essendon supporter, and uh, the year that... Uh, I made the trip down to Melbourne. The zoning came in, and um, I had spoken to Graham Richmond and been down as a guest of the Tigers in the end of 1968. And uh, and then over that summer, zoning came in, so I was uh, off to Footscray. And I didn't mind. I just wanted to play play footy. But uh, you look back at the the players that we got from that zone, and uh, you know your Templetons and Quinlans, and it just goes on and on. And uh, it was a really good breeding ground.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, Barry, in 1969, like a few of us, we were conscripted into the Australian Army as National Servicemen, and you talk of Alan Noonan, he was there, I was there, there as a few others, and uh, our footy team wasn't too bad, we just kept on beating everyone by 40 goals. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that was a nice little bit of a uh, break from the Army business playing footy in the Wednesday comp, and um, yeah, just, uh, yeah, the poor old uh, Navy and the... The, uh, the Air Force and the, and the fire race, they didn't have quite a, the, the talent pool that
1: the, uh, the Army had. No. When you first went to the, uh, the Witten Oval, Gary Dempsey, I think, was in his second or third year. he just recovered from horrendous burn injuries in a uh, fire on his property at Little River towards Geelong. Uh, but even with those horrendous injuries, which were very visible on his arms and neck, uh, it was must've been marvellous to sit back and watch the master at his trade, and you couldn't help but get some rub off.
0: Yeah, he was a, a great player, Demps, and um, just went on to become, uh, you know, he was very dur- durable as well too. He never missed, uh, you know, many games after those uh, the bushfires you're talking about. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he was a great, uh, great player, Demps, and um, had a very long career. Ended up going to North Melbourne and playing some some good footy for them too.
1: Yeah, Uh, and then of course Bluey Hampshire, I played a few games with him down at Geelong and he came to Footscray and ended up coaching Footscray and all of a sudden you thought well the opportunities are drying up so you you decide to have a look uh, elsewhere particularly at Geelong and uh, perhaps South Melbourne at the Lakeside Oval
0: Yes, yes I I was quite happy playing for the Bulldogs but uh, Billy Goggin was appointed the new coach after Bobby Rose had uh, stepped down and uh, he wanted a bit of a put a bit of a broom through the place. So the, uh, the full-back line from uh, 1975 was uh, Gordon Casey in the back pocket, Gary Merrington full-back, and myself in the other back pocket. And we all got the uh, heave-o, actually. So um, I did go down and had a look at Geelong, and uh, uh, Rod Olsen had just been appointed coach down there, and he brought a bit of a Hawthorne mantra with him. And they tried, the pre-season was very hard, and um, I didn't mind that because I used to love training. But, yeah. uh He uh, he, he shook up the cats a bit. It was just a drive down the Geelong Highway, I thought, doing that three times a week for training and then a weekend to play. And I just, uh, you know, I I decided against it. And then um, Teddy Whitten, the late and great Teddy Whitten, uh, had some mates at South Melbourne and give them a call and the next thing I, was, I spoke to them and uh, Ian Stewart had just been appointed coach and Craig Kimberley the Just Jeans King is yeah. new president and there was a, a good feel about the, the vibes about the old South Melbourne so I, um, I ended up signing with them.
1: Yeah Stewie uh, it was a great rap for you I think he said in the press once that we'll just check to see if whether he's alive 24 hours before the game and he'll be right I tell you what you had no problems with Stewie.
0: Nah he's a great man and um yeah, it was, uh, it was it was like starting my career over again when I went to South West Stewi. He was just uh, ahead of his time as a coach. He, was, he had a brilliant football brain, and um, some of the stuff he taught us was uh, was just amazing. And um, I'd played seven years by uh, by that stage, and uh, as I say, it was like starting over again. And we um, we had a sort of a, a mediocre year in 76, but in 77 we uh, we made the, the finals. We got yeah. knocked out in the first elimination by uh, by the Tigers. But um, to take the club from where they were to uh, finals in, a, in his first two years as coach, just sort of testament to how, uh, how good he was.
1: This is the voice of uh, Footscray and Sydney legend Barry Round. And you're listening to This Is Your Football Life with the kindest regards of Tobin Brothers celebrating lives. Tell us about '81 when you uh, when you co won the uh, the Brownlow Medal, the highest honour for individuals in our game, uh, with your former teammate Bernie Quinlan, and he won it at another club as well, called Fitzroy. It was quite unique.
0: Yes, um, there was uh, a great great result looking back now to, yeah. to share it with Bernie, but um, that was the first time the medal had actually been uh, awarded to multiple winners and uh prior to that it was uh, given to a, a guy on countback even though they might have finished with the same number of votes and uh so we were pretty pleased about that because it must have been a terrible feeling to uh to poll the the same number of votes and then miss out. So the the, the AFL did fix that up uh, years later and gave retrospective medals to all those guys, which was a a terrific night to see uh, players finally get the recognition. But, um, yeah, that was a highlight, Rex, and, um, yeah, something I still look back at now and uh, feel very proud about.
1: Now, at the end of the 81 season to the start of the 82, you were all relocated to South Melbourne to Sydney. Uh, What was it like living through those uncertain times?
0: Yeah, it was uh, it was tough. It was um, really really tough, and uh, I feel still feel for the old South Melbourne supporters. And we loved all the players loved playing at the Lake Oval. There, we didn't really want to go, but uh, the options that were put to us were the the club would be wound up because I think we only had about 4,000 members, and uh, we were in dire straits financially. Craig Kimberley was actually uh, bankrolling the staff and the players' payments, which he couldn't keep doing forever, and. Um, the other option was to merge with uh, St Kilda and get into and which didn't really turn us on at all. Or the third option was to uh, to relocate to Sydney. And um, as I say, much of the old South Melbourne supporters loved their club, but unfortunately, wasn't enough of them. And um, so we were uh, moved up the up the road to Sydney. And uh, gee, when you look back now, was what a great move it was. But at the time, it was very traumatic. And some of the players said, "No, we're not, I'm not going to go." And uh, So it uh, it broke the club in half, and it took a long time to repair. And then a bloke called uh, Richard Collis came along, Ricky Collis, and uh, he mended a lot of bridges. And um, and to this day, now, a lot of the old South people have jumped back on board, which is terrific.
1: I'm sure that you didn't have the distractions uh, at Footscray in South Melbourne, or if you'd have gone to Geelong, like, you know, helicopters and high-class dinners and and the like, it was all a bit fairy floss uh, from down here in Melbourne looking up towards Sydney.
0: It was. It was a whole new world up there, Rex. And um, yeah, we were, uh, and the people we, you know, we we get a few to come along and watch our early games there, and they'd be applauding at the wrong times, and it was, you know, they didn't really. In Melbourne, everyone just knows footy from a, when yeah. you grow up as a kid at school. But up there, was a whole new audience, and um, it was tough times. And I actually uh, ended up working for the the VFL at, at that stage, going around to schools and doing clinics, and. Um, it was just uh the kids that we got to do the clinics were the leftovers from the uh, you know the ones that didn't want to play rugby league or had no sporting ability and it was uh it was you know you're looking at these kids that couldn't catch a ball or kick a ball and you're thinking how we're going this yeah. is going to be a market that's going to be tough to break into but yeah. uh, to their credit uh the Swannies have um entrenched themselves in the city of sydney now and uh and other clubs use them as an example, which is a terrific thing.
1: Got a country game coming up this week of Kevin Sheedy's uh, ilk. You know, he comes up with the Dreamtime and the Anzac Day and uh, Richmond and Essendon uh, this week at the MCG. Uh, it, it's great that the people in the country and the rural areas are being acknowledged because back then the biggest thing was oh, the boy from Quambatook or the boy from Taralgan or this lad's from Warringal or this bloke's, you know, from uh, Backers Marsh. It's just so much of an important part of the game's culture as where the guys came from, and a lot of percentage of the greatest have come from the bush.
0: Yeah, and it binds those country towns together, Rex. You know, that's, mm. uh, the time's tough on the farm or whatever, and the, the local shops are doing it tough and that. But then uh, you all gather for the game of footy on the weekend for the locals against a neighbouring town, and it's, you know, it's uh, it really binds them together and keeps them keeps them going in a lot of cases. And yeah. um, Unfortunately, now with the, um, you know, with the TAC Cup and that, there's a lot of kids in country areas that mum or dad can't. Uh, if you're living in Horsham or something, you've got to drive down to the Ballarat Rebels to train there, and it makes it pretty tough. So there's probably a few kids up the bush that are, are missing out a little bit now, but it's um, that's the way it is, and you, you know, I guess you can't really change progress. A lot of the kids on farms and that, yeah. there's no work in town, so they move to the city, and um, so there's been quite a few. Country uh, clubs have to fold or amalgamate, and um, we just hope that we can keep as many of them going as we can.
1: Fair enough, Baz. Uh, this is Baz's Barry Round, the legend of the game. There's no doubt about that. And we're going to take a break for you, real Relays, and join us on the other side of this as we continue on. The boy from the bush making big in the big smoke and taking his skills to the highest level at the game we all love. This is Barry Round, and this is your football life with the kindest regards of Tobin Brothers... Celebrating lives. Dream rises to the top. He is an absolute legend of the game. You're listening to This Is Your Football Life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives. (laughs) Ha ha, Barry Round is our special guest there, Maddie, And it's great to have him on board for Tobin Brothers. Uh, What's your earliest memories of footy, Baz? And who were some of the stars in the VFL way back when you were in short uh, pants running around Gippsland?
0: Uh, yeah, as I said before, Rex, I was a Madison supporter, so, uh, yeah, all the boys from uh, the Bombers, I can still tell you their numbers, from, you know, Jackie Clark was number one and captain, and uh, Teddy Fordham was the golf sneaker, the golf kicker, for full forward. And, yeah, number 10? Uh, yeah, I, yeah no, no, I think he was number... 20. No, no Blue, Bluey Shelton was number Blue 10. Bluey was 10 think, and uh, Fordham was number 20, yeah. 20, yeah, yeah and, 20,
1: um, yep. Alan Noonan yeah, was so 10, was, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, later on, yes, he yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and... Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, I used to be... Uh, actually, my favourite was number 23, Kenny Fraser. And, oh, yeah. Uh, we'd be kicking in the street at the front, and um, I'd, I'd be Kenny Fraser, and we made up the other end. With, <laughs> i to forget who he was. But, but isn't it uh, great yeah. that
1: we all sort of dreamt and some of us went on? Did, did you have any kids down there that you now, if you met them in the street, uh, you know, walk along the beach at Gold Coast, think... Good, you were a fantastic player, but you didn't go on with it. The, the, the world is really, uh, you know, it, it's spread across a lot of areas where the gunners never do much. But it, it, did you have any uh, experiences of that?
0: Oh, yeah, look, I, as I said before, there's quite a few uh, that uh, you've you just got to be given the opportunity and be in the right spot at the right time. But um, I think the uh, the scout from the Bulldogs uh, came up to watch actually watch another bloke play um For for Warrigal, when I was there, and uh, I ended up, I must have had a a good day myself, and so he ended up uh, inviting me to come down. But you know, if the guy had had a the other fellow had, a, had a, a ripping day. Maybe he would have got arsed down. So it's um it's a little bit of luck there as well. But uh, just getting back to Kenny Fraser, Rich, yeah. Um, it, it was a bit ironic. Uh, when I got inducted into the AFL Hall of Fame, uh, one of the un, 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 inductees on the same night was Kenny Fraser. So,
1: really, uh, got, really, yeah,
0: really. I got in the lift and I said, uh, I don't want to make you feel old, Kenny. But I said, <laughs> you are my favourite. And uh, we had a bit of a laugh. Yeah, it was great.
1: Isn't that just fantastic? Did you ever envisage, when I read out your uh, your CV, that that would be you? Uh, or did, when did you really get your confidence that you could really do okay at this, the highest level?
0: Well, you know, as a kid, all you want to do is, is play league footy and that. But I never ever thought I'd I'd, I'd make it. But um, just uh, getting invited down to do pre-season in 1969 and. Uh, Teddy Whitten met, met me in the car park as I got out of the car and I had to ask directions how to get to the Western Oval or Footscray ground in those days and uh, so Teddy's there and he shook me hand and he broke about four oh. fingers as he used to do and I thought crikey I'm not going to play any games here and, uh, but uh, I was naturally a, a good runner and always pretty fit and I was a carpenter as well at the time so yeah. I, was, uh, I was you know nice and fit so we did all the pre-season I thought well I'm keeping up with the boys alright here and then uh, we were doing some training and kick to kick and I was with Kenny Greenwood and Ivan Marsh and a few of the, the bigger blokes at the club and I was taking a couple of marks there and I thought, Oh, this isn't too bad so you know, and then I was lucky enough to get selected in the, the first game of the nineteen seventies uh nineteen sixty nine season on Easter Monday and um, I'll get to the ground at uh, Princess Park. We played Fitzroy, and uh, there's all streamers and balloons up, and I thought, crikey, they're making a bit of a fuss out of the kid from Oregon's first game, but <laughs> I found out later it was Teddy Whitten 300. Uh, <laughs> It had had nothing to do with me at
1: all. Well, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. It's fantastic. This is Barry Round, folks, and it's great to catch the champion after all of these years. Uh, Tell us about when the time came, like it comes to the lot of us at the highest level, that, uh, you know, you put your boots away uh, and you continued on in the VFA, which was a serious competition back there.
0: Yeah, it was, Rex. I'd uh, I'd finished my time in in Sydney and I was was 35 and... uh, See, looking back now though, Tommy Hafey took over as coach in 86 and uh, they got Jared Healy, Bernard Toohey, David Bolton, mm. G- uh, Greg Williams, Glenn Coleman and, you know, about, about five, uh, Merv Nagel and, uh, you know, about seven of those superstars or Dr. Edelson opened the checkbook and I thought, crikey, I wish I could have squeezed one more year out. But yeah. I, uh, I guess having said that, as you say, I went back and... I was still fit and loved playing footy. And so I went back and signed with Williamstown and my old mate Terry Wheeler was coaching. And uh, your old team, Sandringham, had just beaten them in the 85 grand final. And he said, we want you to come down and we've got a pretty good team. And uh, as it turned out, well, I played in my first uh, premiership at age 36 for the uh, Williamstown Seagulls. But but as captain coach and,
1: and, uh, you know, it was one of the last bastions where the coach would actually play.
0: That's right, and uh, and then Wheels, uh, Terry Wheeler was appointed coach of uh, Footscray, the Bulldogs, and so I uh, I didn't really have any aspirations to coach, but I thought it's such a great club, and I didn't want anyone else from outside coming in and changing it too much. So I yeah. thought I'll just, just go step up, and as it turned out, I. Uh, I captained and coached them to a flag in 1990 uh, against Springvale Fantastic. at uh, the, the old Princess Park. So, yeah, it turned out great.
1: Just great to get those people, uh, you know, the highest uh, the highest honour and a premiership, but also it must give you great solace, uh, Barry, that some kids that played under you went on uh, and did OK at the highest level.
0: Yes, yeah, and, uh, the, you know, as you say, Rex, the VFA was a serious competition oh. in those days, and, um, you know, it was good footy and... Uh, I guess it, was, it became really uh, little brother and big brother once the, the the old VFL started playing games on Sunday. But then the old when we first started it was uh, the the VFL on Saturdays and the VFA had Sundays and it was just yeah. tremendous footy. But um, yeah, but you look back now and I guess you know, as we said before, progress you can't really stop it. But uh, the VFA uh, had a, as a great place in the history of the uh, Australian rules in Melbourne for sure.
1: And so does the 2005 Premiership for the Swanies uh, have a great uh, place in history. And although you, uh, you know, are well past your use by date, you were one of a handful of Swans legends who were given access to the Inner Sanctum post match that day. And uh, it must have been a great memory for you to see such celebrations for a club that had been starved, uh, starved of Premiership success, Barry Round.
0: Yeah, what a great day that was. And uh, I've only got a look at my left shoulder, Rex, and there's a little tattoo uh, oh. the Swans Premiers 2005 right now. So it, it took 72 years to win one. So I <laughs> thought I might as well get a bit of a keepsake. And I, you know, as you say, although I didn't play, I felt I was just so proud. And uh, just to see the supporters' faces and people crying, and yeah. um, you know, after Barrington for the uh, South Melbourne all those years and moving to the Swans and everything that had gone under the bridge, and. Uh, it was just just a beautiful thing, and we stayed, uh, went down to uh, South Melbourne for that next week. And every pub you walked into, even if it was the Thursday after, they still had the replay of the grand final going, <laughs> and the people there singing the song. It was just it was just amazing, and uh, and that's why I feel for the, the, the Footscray, the Bulldogs people, Western Bulldogs people now that yeah. you, uh, to wait be waiting since 1954, and um, how good it be, would be for those supporters to uh, to. To finally get another flag
1: so yeah, it's uh, just a I, I matter of you know getting, getting the right personnel there you know what i mean there but for the grace of god go on oh, you know what i mean and you hear of blokes playing you know for 15 16 17 years don't play in a final and yet you get blokes that play for hawthorne or carlton in the old days or richmond you know they played in four and five premierships it's it's quite amazing barry round is our special guest we're celebrating the footy life uh who was amongst the best that you came up against at the first bounce in your great career barry Oh, look, there
0: were some great players back then, and, um, you know, the, the, most of the guys you look back now uh, that played in the ruck were six foot four, and uh, so, you know, that was about the normal size. Like you see them now, and they're all six foot ten and, and yeah. stuff. And, uh, you know, Adam Goods was, was a ruck rover uh, just recently, and he's six foot five, I was cool. looking up to him. But, um, yeah, yeah players like Lenny Thompson was six foot seven and mobile, and He'd he was.
1: He run hard, like a gazelle, and, couldn't he?
0: Yeah, and you know, the blokes like that and the taller blokes, but um yeah, um Fitzpatrick Mike Fitzpatrick from Carlton and um every every club had a couple of really good ruckmen, but uh, later on in the uh in the you know later years of my career, Simon Madden was just uh, a great a great player, and have you know rightly recognised as one of the, the greatest ruckmen of all time. And he was, uh, but people look at the old Sammy Newman and see him as the clown oh, on the footy show. Yeah. Sam was a very good player, make yeah. no mistake about that. And uh, he obviously learned a, a lot of tricks off uh, Polly Farmer, and um, you know he was a, a great competitor. But every, as I say, every club had a had a really. Good, well, well, at least
1: one good Ratman. Yeah, and probably in brackets a follower, and uh, those days have gone. It's great to catch up with you, Barry. Our time together has uh, lapsed, but we've been uh, very fortunate to celebrate your footy life, and uh, what are you doing these days on the Gold Coast?
0: Uh, not too much, Rex. <laughs> I, uh, just enjoying life. I've, uh, I've retired, as I mentioned uh, off here before. I've, I can afford to retire, but I think I can only afford to hang around until the end of the year or something. But uh, we're waiting for the Tesla numbers to fall. But, uh, no, enjoying a beautiful sunny Look, it's a great place to live, and... uh If only the dills up here had realised that uh, should have daylight saving, it'd be even better because the sun gets up about up past four in the
1: morning. Ah, then, mate, look, you uh, get all that fading on your curtains, mate, from that ocean. That's probably it, it. yeah. It's great to catch you, Baz, and what great memories. And we served our country together up at Pucker, and we'll just leave it at that. And it was lovely uh, lovely to catch you today.
0: Yeah, nice to talk to you too, Rex. That's Thanks, Barry
1: Round much. the legend. And if you'd like to hear extended versions of this interview, check out facebook.com forward slash Tobin Brothers Funerals or follow us on Twitter at Rex Footy Life. folks. This has been This Is Your Footy Life with Barry Round. Thanks to Tobin Brothers celebrating football lives. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play.